Internet Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For episode 12, we're going to be getting into Spider Man Miles Morales PS5, Kanye PS5, and Lil Tecca. And when I say PS5, I mean like the overall PS5 news, not just Spider Man, just to clear that up for the topics. But before that, make sure to click my link tree. My link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to hit that subscribe subscribe button. I don't know why I haven't cut that out yet. That's the YouTube promo. Anyway, skip that <laughs> and share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I've struggled through the whole intro, let's go and get to our first. Let's get into our first topic. Okay, getting into the quote of the pod, we're going to start with Spider-Man Miles Morales. And the reason why I wanted to start with this is because even though I could have just put this in the the main like PS5 um, news loop that they kind of like a news reveal that they gave us, I kind of wanted to set this apart as this is one of the main things that a lot of PlayStation players was looking forward to along with other games. But this was the standout. This was obviously the standout. So basically, throughout the segment, I'm going to be talking about everything that you will need to know before the game comes out and what you need to know um, and the info you need to know about like what comes with it when you actually, if you decide to purchase it. So basically, Spider-Man Miles Morales was highlighted at the Sony PS5 showcase on Wednesday, I think. I think it was on a Wednesday. And it gave us, the fans, a, a look at the gameplay and, um, and was like, this game comes out pretty soon. I mean, I think it comes out like November 15th or no, I don't know. It comes out like sometime November, I think around when the actual PS5 comes out. Cause I mean, they said it's a launch title, but like this game is also, go- also going to be available on the PS4. So I don't know how much of a launch title it is. If it's, ex- if it's not a, an exclusive which is something I kind of have to walk back because at first I thought the PlayStation console had exclusives, but then looking more into it, they really don't have any exclusives at launch because Spider-Man's coming to a PS4. Some of the other games they were showing is going to PC. So even though I talk about Xbox not having no games, it's kind of like at, at, least, at least for the launch in, in the rest of this year, PS4, uh, the PS5 may be in the same boat as microsoft with with not having any games but anyways uh so yeah I, the, that's actually new news uh, new news is that that's actually new information that i've obtained from the rollout is that this game spider-man miles morales will be playable on ps4 so really spider-man fans really have no like incentive to buying the ps5 because that's really what i was going to get it for i mean i got a whole ps4 just to play the original spider-man game so i was definitely going to get the ps5 if i got to play the spider-man spider-man miles morales game but since it's coming to ps4 that ps5 can wait (laughs) so basically getting into the showcase of the miles morales game 
they showed off new powers new characters villains um one of the main things with with the gameplay is that miles unlike peter has um electric power not like electric powers like electro but kind of like he has um spurts of electricity that he can use at his disposal so it's not like he can just like i don't know I don't know if y'all know uh, Electro, because I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I, I just come up with names that I compare these other superheroes to. But if you if you actually follow comics a little bit, you would know that Electro is somebody who can like fly around and use electricity at will. Spider-Man Miles Morales is not... Miles' powers is not like that. It's kind of more burst than uh, like a continuous flow of electricity. So don't expect to be like flying around or shooting lightning bolts out well i think you can't shoot it out your hand i don't know his his power set is still still being fleshed out miles morales is a new character like i think this this character came i remember getting the first first ever comic book for this character i think this character came out in like i want to say 2014 hold on one second i'm gonna actually look this up when was miles okay miles morales was created in 2011 and it's crazy because i actually remember going it was a a class trip i think to the library and the library you know sometimes they have a uh i don't know the basically they have a lot of stands set up to, with different books and i found of course i found the one that wasn't even on any of the stands off to the side in the comic book area and it was actually the first Miles Morales comic ever made for the character. And I remember reading that was and was like so surprised. And at first I didn't even believe that it was like um that he was even I thought it was like another company that just made like a ripoff version. Because I never would think that, that Marvel would implement like a black Spider-Man. But like nowadays that seems like the norm, but back then it was unheard of. I mean, changing the character from even though they kind of did it in a genuine way, like still going the ethnic change for Spider-Man. I'm surprised it didn't have as much pushback as I thought it would have when first reading that comic. But anyway, so this character was created in 2011 and, and Spider-Man, the original character has been around for like decades. Like, like, like he has been a Spider-Man has been a, around for a while. So, of course, Miles Morales' power set is still being fleshed out a little bit since he's only been around for nine years. So, the story kind of takes, no, the story takes place after the 2018 Spider-Man game. I mean, of course, but like the exact time is it takes a year. It's a year after um, the original game events took place. And in this storyline... I guess a war has broken out between like uh, the energy corporation Roxxon and another army called the underground, which is led by the tinkerer. So I guess you have two villains fighting it out and Spider-Man ends up in the middle of everything like usual. The tinkerer is an interesting villain to go with because the, the design that I saw, if it was actually the tinkerer, um, look different than your normal version of the tinkerer like usually I, I look at him as like somebody who can't fight and just make stuff to fight for him but in the gameplay trailer it seemed like the person um the main head of the fight scene like the boss that was ordering people to fight spider-man they was calling the tinkerer i believe so 
that's a new tank on it the uh tinkerer actual the tinkerer that's so such a weird name but anyways being able to actually fight that was a different spin i wasn't uh expecting roxon is kind of like a i want to say a surprising move i mean roxon is one of those that sort of like how marvel avengers uses aim to have like a bunch of robots you can just fight roxon is a good company name to put on uh, a villain so you can throw endless rocks on villains at uh spider-man i wonder if they're gonna pull out the rocket launchers like they did in the original in the original spider-man game i mean every mission it seemed like every villain had a rocket launcher i mean i was like it, it was it got to the point it was the rocket launchers were so crazy that in the dlc the developers actually addressed that by having spider-man said uh say during one of the fights in the dlc uh, I, I I forget what he said. Oh, I remember. So he said something of, along the lines like, "I guess they're having another two for one sale with the rocket launchers." Because I mean, the rocket launchers in that game it would just made you seem like you could get a rocket launcher like Dollar General the way that all the villains had one. But anyways, so Miles Morales, I wonder if they have that in that game. As far as the gameplay, the gameplay looks solid. I like the hip-hop aspect of the gameplay trailer. Like, they put the 808s in the background more. You can tell it's more of a, like an 808s type beat for... Um, and, and it had that hip-hop type feel because... Obviously, Miles listened to hip-hop. I mean, if you saw the animated uh, movie... Into the Spider-Verse, he was listening to Sway Lee. And that's a hip-hop artist, so... I really like the trailer. I feel like... The gameplay was solid. It was only, I think it was, the whole thing was only like seven minutes. So it wasn't too short. wasn't too long. It, it was basically just right. So, um, showed us a lot of the villain. Uh, it showed his best friend Gank, I think his name is. And the electricity powers, it showed off that. And the, the 808s in the background definitely was a standout. Like, you can tell th throughout the cutscenes, it had like a mellow tone. And then when it ramped up and you... And you was like, oh, we're finna get some gameplay. And then it started, the 808 just kicked in. And I love that aspect of it because it definitely wasn't in the original Spider-Man. <laughs> so I like that little uh, nod to the hip-hop culture. So for those that really want to pur purchase this game, let's get into the price point. So the standard edition will be available on the PlayStation 5 for... 50 49.99 that's interesting because a lot of games are, are thinking about going into a, a 70 dollar price tag so that means each game will start coming out at 69.99 but since insomniac came out and said that like this game is shorter than the original spider-man game like way shorter kind of like nine to ten hour campaign so it's nothing too crazy they, they compared it to not dlc but it's basically they said it's like the uncharted dlcs is around that length charging 50 dollars for dlc is crazy so i'm glad they didn't go with naming this dlc but at the same time i'm hoping since it's a standalone game it has some type of uh um after like it has some type of longevity to it which i don't think it really will because i feel like this is like a little uh, snack just to hold on to for game Spider-Man fans until the actual Spider-Man 2 game comes out which Miles Morales would definitely be a part of I think I mean it's not like confirmed but I believe that he'll be in I mean why not <laughs> anyways 
there's a special edition that I think is actually $70 that comes with the DLC for the original Spider-Man game. Yeah, okay, $69.99 for uh, digital or physically. And, and the whole thing with that is like, it's like, what if you don't have the original Spider-Man game and you get this, the Miles Morales like special edition? Like, then you'll have to, I don't know, it's just a weird way to sell that, but I mean, Spider-Man sells. Like, that's, have you never, have you ever noticed that nothing Spider-Man related, um, well, something Spider-Man related always gets sold to you every year? Like, that character is just, just like, if you attach that character to anything, it's gonna sell, which is why I have hope, it's why I have high hopes for the Avengers, not high hopes, but I have hope, I have faith, <laughs> like, you have to have all type of words like that with the Avengers game, that game's so buggy, but anyways, we're not talking about that, so, uh, yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about with the Miles Morales game, I mean, the, the trailer was really nice, um, the standout was kind of like the way they delivered it with the background 808s and just the the cutscenes, the, the seamless transition from cutscene to gameplay. Like it definitely wasn't as choppy with the frame rate as like the Avengers uh, showcase trailer. So yeah, that's all I really want to talk about with Spider-Man Miles Morales. Let me know. Let me know. On my, uh, click my link tree in my bio and access access my social medias and you can also message me through one of those social medias what do you think of the spider-man miles morales video game do you think it'll be fire do you think it'd be trash and what do you think about the game only being nine to ten hours but also being charged a 59.99 price tag but let me know that and we're gonna switch it up right quick every time i say switch it up the groove just goes away I'm definitely going to have to make that shirt. May have to save up a little bit more of the of these episodes before I make that actual shirt. But anyways, let's switch it up right quick. Okay, getting into music. This is something that was kind of hard to break down because it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of things moving in these statements. And I'm going to stop talking in general so y'all know what I'm actually referring to. So basically, we're going to get into Kanye West. Mr. West, as I like to call him. Um, he went on like a huge like Twitter rant. And it's not out of the norm for him to go on a rant. But usually he's just talking about some... Usually he's just talking about some... Uh, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> nah, just joking. Um, basically, he's just talking about stuff that's like not for anybody. It's usually just to benefit him. But this rant was kind of different, which it still benefited him. But in turn, if this benefits him the way he thinks it will, he can actually end up benefiting other artists. So let's get into what I'm actually talking about. Because you're probably like, what is he talking about right now? Basically, Mr. West said that well, first he said Drake and Kendrick and J. Cole owes him an apology, but that was, we're going to get into the substance of these tweets. So he was actually um, ranting about how the music industry is, is holding artists or treating artists like slaves with the record contracts and um, naming other musicians such as like Drake, Jay-Z and Travis Scott as calling them like the music 
the music label is holding them as slaves, which is kind of like something I talked about in the Juice World topic. I mean, if you look up uh, Juice World on my podcast, you will be able to find it like a little segment. And um, I talked about how the label makes more money off of them selling than the actual artist or the artist family, which is I'm not like, which is why I was not too like ecstatic about Juice World selling so much because I'm a huge Juice World fan, but like I'm not a huge uh, I forget what label he's on, but like I'm not a fan of his huge fan of his label. Like I don't care if his label eats, but if Juice World doesn't, then it's kind of like weird, you know. And that's kind of what. Um, Kanye was talking about in these tweets and he said quote I'm not putting no more music out you know it's right <laughs> you know it's, he's finna go on a crazy rant when he stops using grammar or correct grammar but anyways I'm not putting no more music out till I'm done with my contract with Sony and Universal and he said on God I think he's an actual like I think he does like Sunday service and he's a Christian and don't anyways and G in Jesus name come and get me so that's what he said so he put it on God and said in Jesus name come and get me and also he was talking about how he's not industry but he's Kanye like he was saying something now that I'm reading these tweets back it, it doesn't really put him in the greatest of lights but his overall complaint was is really valid anyway let's try to get through these tweets without killing Kanye so he says he's not industry, but he's Kanye West. And he says, quote, I don't care. I'm in service to Christ. But in his last tweet, I think he put something like he put something, uh, something without substance on God. But anyways, and then he uh, getting back into the quote. We need world healing. I miss my brothers. <laughs> I refuse to argue with black men on labels we don't own, even Twitter. Kanye West is a funny man. So that's the end of that quote. Uh, basically, he's talking about he misses his real friends, which I don't know who he's talking about. I mean, he's talking about Jay-Z. I mean, obviously, I think him and Jay-Z was hanging out like last year or early this year or something like that. Like, it's really no beef between them. What he needs to watch out is for the the boy, <laughs> the boy, uh, Aubrey Graham. He, he's really not trying to squash anything. Um... And he said, my bad, I meant Sean. No disrespect to my big bro. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, I think he's talking about Jay-Z, Sean Carter. And of course, he misspelled it. Like, uh, it's, the, the overall cause is, is good enough to put up with these tweets right now. And then the last, well, not last, but basically uh, one, one of the last tweets I'm going to get into before I talk again. <laughs> is I need a public a publicly that's what he said he said I need quote I need a publicly apology from J. Cole and Drake to start with immediately I'm Nat Turner I'm fighting for us now I'm gonna start just telling random people I need a publicly apology because obviously I guess that means more than a public apology but anyways um so that was really basically what he was trying to get into that the music industry was treating these artists as slaves which they are i've already gotten to that like multiple music episodes but i mean when kanye says it kanye holds way more weight and he's a much bigger icon in the world eyes so he can push more buttons that like regular people can't so it's nice that he's pointing this out because when he points it out certain people that wouldn't care starts to pay attention now the whole public apology uh, 
that still trips me out publicly apology um that whole asking for like apology from drake and j cole like that's never gonna happen and um i don't know who nat turner is i probably i probably should i always be thinking about that like i always think like anybody can make it in the world because think about how many billionaires you don't even know their name i think about it, like people always focus on like all oh, all these people are doing this so i can't do that in that field but then there's people you don't even know well off with millions like i always keep that in perspective like you, you can always do what you put your mind to but that was like a whole kanye west type rant but like the pg version and the actual substance version uh getting back into these tweets he really didn't say too much after that he kind of was talking about how i guess academics posted that jay-z sold his masters to get his masters knowing that the label wouldn't give back kanye masters which is very confused kanye put that on, on his twitter which that was probably academics biggest shout out like ever because kanye has like a huge following on twitter um so i mean the president has responded to kanye i think once anyways so kanye responded to that um that post saying that he would not fight with his brother and that um jay-z didn't even do that and jay-z don't even get his masters till like 10 years so basically basically putting jay-z's business all out there so that was surprising i didn't know jay-z didn't get his masters until like 10 years which makes sense i mean i remember jay-z was saying that he told joe budden not to go to spotify because the the head was like I mean, he, he said, like, basically, he was a not nice guy. And he put it in way um, grimier terms than that, if that's a word. I'm just making up words this whole episode. But anyways, so he basically says Jay-Z didn't do that. And he don't even get, he don't even get his, own, his masters to, like, 10 years. So Jay-Z has to deal with that, too. Or, I mean, you know, Kanye just be saying stuff. So you never know if that's true or not. Jay-Z could come out and say, I still got my masters. I mean, he has his own um, music platform, but that doesn't really mean you have your masters. Masters is, man, if, if an artist says he has their, or he or she has their own masters, never believe them unless they have proof. Because Kanye's masters, like Taylor Swift couldn't even get her masters, and she's Taylor Swift. I think the price tag was like 300 million. I mean, just think what Kanye's price tag would be because of samples and everything in his music, trying to get his masters back. Just would never happen. They, they will charge a crazy price to, to make you not even think about asking for your masters again. So that goes back to Kanye saying that the label holds the artists as slaves. And he uh, also spoke on the Travis Scott McDonald's deal that just went down like recently. I think like this week is still going on um still going on currently i meant i might i meant to add and um what are you saying i think he was saying that he was approached with the deal from mcdonald's and then um declined it or whatever saying that i'm sure steve style was hurt that he didn't do that uh, mcdonald's deal steve's a good man man trav is a good man my brother's let's rise up talking about we don't even own these companies i don't really agree with uh talking about other people's deals in that type of light like if somebody gets a deal that you turn down you don't have to come out late and be like hey i could i could i could have did that same deal but you know 
you know i just felt like not i just you know like <laughs> like who cares it's kind of like a who cares type moment unless trav travis scott just came out and was like yeah can't nobody do this mcdonald's deal and i'm the only one to ever uh me and mj the only one to ever do this mcdonald's deal which is a fact Kanye could have came out and said that then, but like just unprovoked by Travis. Like, why would he say something like that? Um, this Kanye, like Kanye goes on crazy rants. Like, it's just hard breaking these down. Like, like what goes through his mind when making these tweets? Like, he knows what he's doing, but at the same time, some tweets just make it seem like he doesn't, just doesn't have a clue. And then he also said he needs to see everybody's contract at Universal. Like, there's a lot in these tweets. He said, quote, I need to see everybody's contracts at Universal and Sony. I'm not going to watch my people be enslaved. I'm putting my life on the line for my people. The music industry and the NBA are modern day slave ships. I'm the new Moses. And uh, unquote, I think that's how you end up, quote. I don't know. Anyways, basically, he's done talking. So, yeah, uh, Kanye called himself Moses. So take with that, you know, what I mean, take from that whatever you will. But the whole wanting to see the contract things, I mean, that's even egotistical too. Because who really wants to let you look at their contract to decide for them? Like a lot of people don't trust Kanye, with like good reason. He hasn't. He's came out with some things to to make himself not in the best of light. Also. Big Sean, I think, came out and said that he could start with his contract, like looking at his contract, and some other artists came up. And like a lot of artists, like notable artists, came out and kind of like backed his saying because it, like this cause is, is really a um, a noble one in Kanye's stance. Like Kanye's the only one who could talk like this to labels, the only one. Let another artist try to say like, "Hey, what about my masters cut off?" Uh, masters never getting them back let alone your royalties never seeing it they could just cut off your whole connection base blackball you everything kanye west he's so established you can't really blackball him so this is a noble stance by him and i like how other artists are coming out to to back him like i think the other artists like dj um well not dj producer hip boy came out and was talking about how he didn't mess with kanye because he said that uh, Kanye told him that if he wouldn't, Kanye wouldn't work with Hit Boy if Hit Boy kept making, kept producing for Beyonce. So after that, Hit Boy didn't mess with him all these years, and now he came out and kind of like said what Kanye is talking about right now really needs to be addressed. So basically, just putting the beef to us, putting the beef aside to notice to note that Kanye had, had like said a good point. Um, also Kanye was talking about how, oh, I was getting to the artist. <laughs> I don't know why I went back to Kanye. I was getting to the artist. So Trippy Red came out. Who else? Big Sean came out. I can't think of any other artists. It was a lot of them though. Not as big as like Big Sean and Hit Boy, but it was a lot of them that came out that had notoriety that second what uh, Kanye was saying. So that was good. I mean, you, you don't ever... It's not too often that Kanye says something and people comes out to co-sign it. <laughs> Unless it's like Trump. But um, yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about in the Kanye Twitter rant. And I think I really covered everything with that. So yeah, click my link tree to uh, message me on any of my social medias to let me know what do you think of Kanye's rants. 
and also do you think Kanye is going crazy or do you think he's on to something because this whole label uh, artist relationship thing has been brought up so many times but it seems like Kanye may actually be doing something that um, pushes the needle but you never know until like actionable items like pop up I know Jay-Z talks about that all the time, actionable items, but that's a real thing. Like, you can only talk about stuff for so long. It's like having a bottle of water and be like, I can't believe my, I can't believe that water bottle's empty. And then 10 years later, be like, I can't believe that water bottle's empty. Like, throughout that whole time, you could have been working on trying to get some water to fill up the bottle. You know, it's kind of, and that, those are the actionable items, actually going out to, like, get water to fill up the bottle. And so I just said that simple analogies to put to what Kanye is kind of doing right now like we haven't got any actionable items yet and this is this music artist relationship well that uh dynamic has been going on for a while like artists have complained for a long time and nothing has changed so hopefully it changes with this Kanye uh Twitter rant let me know what was your favorite part about the rant did you like when he said um for Drake and then J. Cole to I forget, I forget what you said. I, I didn't forget the I forgot the word, but anyways. Um Yeah, I definitely forgot. I was gonna try to remember uh, rack my brain and find it, but um I think it was funny when he asked like Drake and J. Cole to apologize because that, that was uh that was just uncalled for. Oh, I think he oh, we don't need to talk about that. All you need to know is for those who actually follow the Twitter rant, I'm not gonna get into it because there's really no point. But just knowing involved uh grammy award in the toilet so yeah we're gonna we're gonna end with that so yeah well, let's get off of uh kanye because that man's crazy <laughs> we're not crazy he hates that i think he hates that word actually it's not crazy he's just what they say he's not crazy he's just misunderstood <laughs> but anyways let's switch it up a little bit okay getting into gaming I don't know if y'all can hear that. I had to get a swig of water. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. You know, sometimes the throat gets dry. And then you have to like just drink some water, you know? Anyways, uh, getting into the PS5, getting into the PS5 conference. So this is, we're basically going to get into everything that you need to know before you buy a, a PS5 or you, um, or what, or after you buy a PS5. So basically you're going to get everything you need to know before or after you buy or during. Like you may be during the, in the, you may be in the um, checkout section just listening to the segment. Like listening to me break down everything that this is going to have when you b purchase it. But as far as right now, I think they're sold out. So that's one of the biggest things is like getting one, getting your hands on one. I was telling my, uh. So basically, I was saying that if you if you get the PS5 and then try to like flip it for like a thousand, that that's a real that's become a real possibility with these these shortages of uh, production. Anyways, let's get into the uh, meat the meat and potatoes as as the old famous saying is of the showcase. So Sony finally confirmed the price release date and launch lineup, which is something that PS fans have. PS, uh, PlayStation fans have been waiting for even myself once I found out 
already touched on this in the spider-man miles morales segment if you want so if you want to go to that just scroll down and you can find spider-man miles morales and then you can hear me talk about it but basically i found out in the conference uh i was listening to people talk about it and they were saying that spider-man miles morales is coming to ps4 so there's just no reason to get the ps5 as of right now um but i went into detail on that in the um in my spot spider-man miles morales segment so let's get in back let's get back into the overall view of the playstation 5 so basically it said the pre-orders are already going right now like i believe it's sold out everywhere like don't even try tr- like buying something like I, I i saw like a trick where you could switch the zip code and just have it mailed to somewhere and you could buy you could per- uh, pre-order it that way but i think even that's been sold out so people really want this ps5 i'm excited i'm interested to see how the xbox series x treats the rollout because if it isn't the same type of traction with the with the selling out and everything then it's just gonna be it's just gonna be bad like you ever seen that meme when like i think it happened in spongebob when like he had some type of stand in front of his house and there was like a, a whole crowd around that house and it like a far view and just like a bunch of tiny people because there was so many people just crowded around that little stand and another stand had like nobody i think Hopefully that's not the representation of uh, the Xbox versus PlayStation battle. Because if it is, then then PlayStation is gonna have a um, no Xbox is gonna have a, a long few months. Because these get, these consoles don't even come out to like November. This these are just the pre-orders, and they are P, uh, PlayStation already said we're having trouble getting these out to the demand. Well, not the demand, but like getting these out in uh, bunches because like the production with the COVID and everything slowed down. So they said like November 12th when, when these launch, when these PS5 launch, then um, don't expect like us to have more than we say. Like expect us, like take us at, at our word. Like we're struggling, <laughs> struggling to make these PS5s for everybody. Because think about it, they have to like give these out to the whole world. Like mostly everybody games now like gaming is now a mainstream thing when back then it used to be looked at as like something nerdy something that only nerds would do or play or people that don't have like hygiene or don't take care of themselves or just sit on the couch and eat doritos like that's basically what people think of gamers but now it's changing mainstream to like anybody could be a gamer which i like that so yeah due to covid19 don't expect uh don't expect everybody to have a ps5 basically what i'm saying so um the sony okay sony in the conference talked about a bunch of new accessories for the console including an hd camera while okay so every time i bring up camera with console i think back to the xbox one can a camera and how they said that you had to have the camera and then a week or two after i found out the xbox like people was just lying to me but so this is just included like you don't have to have it but it it these are the accessories but none of them are like you don't need any of these except for probably like the controller but i mean like come on now include so this accessories include a hd camera camera wireless headset and controller charging station an adapter will need to be uh, connect to certain PS4 accessories to the PS5, as well as such the PlayStation camera concerning software backwards compatibility on PS5. Only the PS4 will be supported. 
PS3, PS2, and PS1 games will not be included. So that's all they really had to say. Um, so it's coming in November, of course. Um, what else? So the design, I mean, who really cares? Everybody compares it to the router. I mean, I don't, I've never bought a console just to sit and look at, like, ever. So I don't know why they care about the look so much. But, you know, that's just the thing that drops clicks and views and stuff. So I get it. Uh, the release date, like I keep saying, is November 12th. That's probably the most important. Well, the most important was probably catching the pre-order date. Because by now, you're not getting a PS5 if you missed it. Unless you, like, steal it. But I'm not encouraging that at all. <laughs> so, um, yeah. If you don't want to get robbed, don't be bragging when you get a PS5. Um, PS5 is launching November 12th. Remember, that's the second most important day. Uh, what else? PS5 price because the Xbox came in clutch and released their prices first because best believe me if the Xbox wouldn't have came out with the price and PS5 had the conference I bet you the PS5 would have been $599 and you that's probably like not a huge gap like a hundred dollars more like what's the big deal like a lot of people are tripping over the regular games for these next gens going from 60 to 70 so just think of going from 500 to 600 I think the 600 price would have been understandable, but this 500 price, along with the uh, digital 399 prices, is just insane. Like Xbox really did that because I don't really feel like the PS5 would be 500 if the Xbox Series X wasn't 500. Like they don't they don't want to be the more expensive console so that the parents are like, why not just get this? It does the same thing, and then you're trying to explain it, and then they're not they're not trying to hear it, so they just buy your Xbox. But with the PS5 being the same price, it's kind of like just pick and choose. Um, yeah. So the regular version of the PS5 is $499. The digital version is $399. The, the backwards compatibility, they already talked about that. Uh, most of the PS4 games will be backward uh, compatible compatible but like why would you get a new console to play old games like just get like a ps1 or like like these games are not going to be remastered for the ps5 i mean they might be remastered but they aren't right now so why i don't get it like <laughs> just play on your own console unless people i know a lot of people who like sell all the consoles when a new one comes out so unless you don't have them then i could see that being a valuable option the backwards compatibility but for the most part like if you get a next gen console there's no need to like play old games on it like just try to keep up with the times <laughs> but anyways uh there was a lot of stuff they showed uh there was a lot of stuff they also wanted us to look forward to like the god of war ragnarok the spider-man miles morales the uh, final fantasy 16 which the final fantasy 16 created more traction than i thought it would i ain't know people cared that much like I didn't know they cared that much, but anyways, apparently people care about the Final Fantasy 16 game, even though I thought there was, I have, there's so many Final Fantasy, I've already talked about this, if you want to find it, you probably can find it, and, and um, if you scroll down my, in my feed, you can find Final Fantasy 16, or just look up Final Fantasy, and Mass Effect, and then my stuff will probably pop up, hopefully, um, 
So basically, I've already talked about Final Fantasy. Like, they just have so many games now, I just lost count. Like, I don't even play these games. So me trying to keep up with this is just impossible. I wonder the people who keep up with these games, like, how do they handle these numbers? Like, what's the difference? Like, I'd be seeing, like, totally different protagonists for each game. I'm just like, do they just change the whole storyline each and every game? I'm, too much. Um, the specs and disk drive. The company kind of confirmed that it will have an AMD chip with a CPU based on the third generation Ryzen. Uh, but for the most part, you never really, I mean, specs don't matter until the publisher or the, well, not the publisher. Specs don't matter until the developer takes full advantage of the specs. So it's kind of like none of, the, none of the launch games I would expect and you shouldn't either to expect to, to push these consoles to the full capability. Really, 2021 is when developers will have time to actually sit with the, because they already sat with the specs, but once you, like, because testing something and actually putting it through the fire is totally different. So when these consoles come out and we see how they play out, like, hopefully no red ring of death goes on or the, no PS4 uh, shutdown procedure goes on. Hopefully PS5 boots up and shuts down correctly. But that has nothing to do with the game, just in general. So, but that does have to do with like production-wise, people refund, wanting refunds and stuff. So, uh, game developers look at that, but once they really trust in it and they try to push this console to the like fullest capability, to its fullest capabilities, then I could see a game pushing the boundaries in 2021 like even 2k i don't think would push the boundaries i think it would just it would just have a totally different engine and that's it i don't see it switching up any of the buttons or anything like it's gonna be the same exact buttons with a new engine the players are gonna move a little different and there you go uh, 2k20 next gen 2k21 though i think will you will we will see a more uh polished fix of the next gen 2k what, what it's gonna look like I think 2K21's always came out. Okay, so I mean, the, the regular 2K20, the next gen 2K21, I don't think would be as special as the 2K22, because 2K22, they could polish the next gen uh, engine. They're now going to put the um, basketball simulator on. So for those that don't know, the next gen 2K and the current gen 2K are going to be totally different because the next gen 2K, they're going to have a totally different engine. And what that means for people who don't really follow it like that is that the developers have to use this engine to completely build a new game. So that's exciting for some, scary for others, because we know how 2K is. They can end up messing it all the way up, or they can actually come. They can actually come out with a dub, but I don't know. It's 50/50 with them, you know. Ronnie over here lying every two seconds, talking about how uh, talking about Demarcus Cousins and everything. But anyways, let me take a. Take a little water break right quick. And it's funny, I've been doing, I was the, I'm currently doing this podcast while watching the Chiefs game. It looks like they're going to lose. I don't know, I have faith in Mahomes. Anyways, tangent. Getting into the, oh, we already talked about the accessories, uh, talked about the UI. The Unreal Engine 5 gameplay. Where they come from? I don't know where that came from. That probably came from Epic Games. 
I don't know. I don't really care too much about that. The expandable storage, that's a huge deal. Because you don't get a lot of storage with these consoles, which is very interesting. Because if you have a digital only console and you have the same storage as like the physical version, then like. Actually, I don't think it's the same version. I think the digital has a little bit more uh, storage, but not a lot. It, def it definitely doesn't have enough to have like five. It, def it definitely doesn't have enough storage to have like 10 to 15 games on the um, on the store. But will the PS5 support PSVR? The PSVR will be supported by the PS5 so that for people who play the VR games like the little beaded game that looks like you playing Star Wars and Rock Band at the same time. That game will probably be uh, supported by PS5 and the logo. Oh, nobody cares about the logo. I mean, they just changed the four to a five. They talked about how the PS5 is energy efficient, I guess, whatever that means. And then they got into the PS5 like launch lineup. So you got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Astros Playroom, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, Demon Souls, T Destruction, All Stars, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Fortnite, Mar uh, Marvel's Avengers, Spider uh, Miles Morales. <laughs> That's a Marvel Avengers. Marvel Spider Man, Miles Morales, and Sackboy, A Big Adventure. So, as you can tell, none of these are exclusive except for the. Actually, I don't know which one of these are exclusive except for the Spider Man game. Man, all that talk for me about Xbox not having any games and the PS5 looks like it's going to be on the back burner because it, it, it also doesn't have any games. So I'm just not buying either of the consoles. That's tough. It should never made Miles Morales come to a PS4. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's really all I have for the PS5 uh, information. That's really all you need to know before the ps5 comes out or that's all you need to know after buying the ps5 because either way you've learned everything you need to know about what comes with the console and what you need to look out for <clears throat> i mean if you want to know the retailers if you want to try to look up these like places to try to pre-order a ps5 you can look on amazon you can look at walmart target sam's club uh best buy GameStop. Yeah, I think that's it. And then after you click on like all of those, like after you check all those sites and stuff, it's still gonna be sold out. <laughs> like I don't think, yeah. If you didn't catch the pre-order when the, the conference went down, unless you robbed somebody, which I'm not uh, encourage encouraging. I don't think. I, I think some people may be uh, PS5 less. So yeah. PS5 less. I'm gonna make that word. That's kind of that's kind of fire. Anyways, I'm not really too. I mean, I was gonna get PS5 for the Spider-Man Miles Morales game, but once I figured out for the 30th time, once I figured out the Miles Morales game was coming to PS4, I was just like, there's no no need for me to get it. I mean, Spider-Man is a console selling for it to be done on the PS4. Also, missed opportunity, Sony missed opportunity. I almost got that 5.99 in uh, what we in? We in September, you know, I've just lost all track of time. Oh, we are in September. Okay. 
So they almost got that 500 from me in September. And instead, they're probably gonna get that discounted Black Friday uh, price of 450 or three something in uh, December, or not even December. Like I really only get consoles when there's a game exclusively on the console that I want to play. So that should tell you all all you need to know. But yeah, click my link tree uh, to DM, to message me on any of my social medias to let me know what you think of the PS5 conference. Do you think, are you getting a PS5 and are you um, going to get a game along with the PS5? Like, obviously you need a PS5 to play games, but like some people, like it's different games they, they would rather get on the PS5. So tell me which game would you prefer to play first on the PS5 and also... What do you think of the whole um, PlayStation 5 losing, not losing, but basically giving some of its exclus exclusives to the PS4 at launch? So, yeah, let me know what you think of that. And also, let me know if you think that if Xbox will ever be able to catch up to the pre-order numbers that Sony is putting up right now. Because let me tell you, they are incredible. They are pretty insane. But anyways. And I looked at the stock too, cause I, I like I invest in stuff. I was looking at the Sony stock; it only went up by like two, four percent. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> but anyways, that's that's probably a, that's another topic for another day. So yeah, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. And now we're gonna get into the last segment of the podcast. We're gonna get into Lil Tecca. So. I was deciding on what to use for this lag segment because, you know, pop culture is usually for the popular. But because I like the Lil Tecca album so much, I decided to put the Lil Tecca album review in the pop culture segment. Even though we were going to get, well, we can say it now. Even though he's, he's not going to, he's not um, coming in number one for his album. I think like Young Boy or Pop, I think Pop Smoke is, I think Pop Smoke is coming number one. And then he's, his album came out like it came out a while ago so that should tell you how much Lil Tecca kind of like flop because he had like some features on this album like looking at the track list he has 19 tracks which should help for streaming he has Lil Uzi and Lil Durk and Polo G which should help for streaming um I mean he has Nav but like Nav should help for streaming, but unless Nav is selling like a V-Loan shirt, he's not going to help you in the streaming department. But you have a little Uzi. Like, if you have a little Uzi, it's like having, it's it's not the equivalent of Drake, so I don't want people to, to kill me, but like, Lil Uzi is like the new age. You put him on your track and it just goes crazy. So I don't understand how he doesn't, like, imagine if Lil Uzi wasn't on this album. Like, he would probably be looking at 40 to, okay, he sold 40,000, I believe. He would probably be looking at twenty to thirty thousand without that little Uzi track. Like that's insane to think about. Like, how do you flop with all these features like, on your album? I just think like I don't know. People just really wasn't messing with Lil Tech. I mean, I don't know if it's the image. He doesn't really come across as a rapper, which he doesn't. Like, if you've seen him, he doesn't look like a rapper. He looks like one of those. It's like one of those people like, um, you know, at the, the spelling bee when, when they ask you to say like a long word and you'd be like, um, 
you ask him like for the definition and you think about it and you spell it out he looked like he'll be one of those type people you know but anyways <laughs> anyway let me try to get serious for a little bit i don't know why i'm ragging i really like this album like i think i'm one of the few who like listen to this like a lot like i'll probably out i'll probably add it like five thousand to those uh streaming sales now that i think about it i probably didn't because if you know how it works it's definitely not definitely didn't add five thousand but anyways i was one of the few bumping t uh little tecca like frequently throughout the weekend like i didn't just play it once and like i played it over and over like i, I really like this album i think it's i thought it was really solid obviously people think obviously elders think he should pick up a different hobby but um so i guess alicia keys came out with an album self-titled album i guess like alicia keys i don't know she she uh, sold alicia album her new album so if you want to listen to that sold 50 to 55,000. so she outsold little taker she's been in the game for like forever um pop smoke his album came out like forever long ago still sold 70,000 first week well not first week still th sold 70,000 so he's gonna have a number one Lil Tech is gonna debut I think they said he's gonna debut at like number four or five with 35 to 40,000 which is that's that's tough while Moneybag Yo and Black Youngster joint project Code Red is looking to sell about 40,000 and I was gonna get into um Black Youngsters and, and Moneybag Yo's album but like to be honest I'm uh, I like the way Moneybag Yo makes music but for him to do an album or a mixtape it, it sounded more like a mixtape with black youngster it, it just didn't make any sense from his perspective like it makes sense from black youngster youngsters perspective i mean money bags kind of lit right now but as far as money bag i don't want him rapping along with black youngster like every time money bag like throughout the whole this is gonna be my my quick quick review throughout the whole mixtape of money bag yo and black youngster Every time Moneybag Yo came on, I got so invested. Like, I was like, oh, he killing this beat. And then Black Youngster come on. I'm just like, skip. But that's it. <laughs> that's my review of that album. Anyways, uh, getting back into Virgo World, which is what Lil Tecca um, called his album. It was like, it was one of those albums that the vibe, like, you could tell he really works on melodies. Like, he's one of those that melodies just comes to him. And I really like those type of artists that create the... I say this all the time throughout my podcast, but artists who can create the vibe is more valuable than artists who can't. Because if a person can sit there and write his own melody, which I don't know if Loteca writes. I mean, he looks. Come on, this he looks like he's not like. He looks like he's he's, he's kind of like like smart. Like I don't, I ain't trying to like. He look like he ain't, he ain't getting help from nobody to try to write or read. Anyways. <laughs> anyways um artists who write their own stuff and can just like create a, a track from from scratch are more val valuable than the artists that can perform it well but have to have everything written for them because if they don't have the writer i mean what are they gonna do in the studio session which i know that from personal experience i've like written for people um i've written for like multiple rappers actually I'm real good about it though. I like I try not to um y'all probably didn't even know that. I'm probably letting y'all in on a whole different talent. I actually write, write for rappers, but it's like multiple of them. People probably won't ever know because I don't talk about it. I mean, 
imagine just coming, I'd be like, yeah, I'm right for him and him. Like, I'm no, I'm no Quentin Miller. Best believe. Like, it's just no point, anyways. Like, why come out just to say, like, what happens after that? Okay, you wrote for him. Now what? Like, it don't. I think that's why people really come for me to write for him because they know I won't say anything. Anyways. Lil Tecca, I feel like, creates his own melodies, and all of these songs on the album are just different melodies, different flows, different vibes, and that's why I think that even the album cover kind of body embodies what he was going for. And it's, sorry, I'm looking at the Kansas City game, it's 2020 and they're over time, but anyways, the whole, like, the picture of the album, like, it was kind of like he's putting you into his world where all these different melody, melodies exist. And that's how I kind of listen to the album. Because the album by no means is uh doesn't have good se- sequence. Like, you know how I talked about Big Sean Detroit 2? How one song leads into the next tone of the next song? Like, it, like uh, Why Would I Stop leads right into um, Lucky Me. And the vibe is totally set. Because he sequenced that. Um, he sequenced those c- songs correctly. With this song, with Lil Tech's album, just it just seems like a bunch of uh, songs put together on the album. This is basically a collection of songs on the album, but it's not like a project in my opinion. But it still doesn't take away from it fully because I really enjoyed all of these songs. And actually, I'm actually gonna get into some of my favorites. Um, one of my favorites is called and and keep this in mind like i like the entire album like it was so hard for me to just pick three uh uh tracks to 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 play for y'all but basically i'm gonna get into um one of the best flows i think is on the album and then two of the best hooks on the album so we're gonna get into the best flow right here i think this is when little tech was in his rapping bag and he was definitely rapping rapping on on this song so it's called back it up and i'm gonna get into one of the my favorite flows on the album so let's get into that right let's see right now So as you, as you can tell with Back It Up, the way he went into like rapping into the melody, he went into the, like he rapped, finishes 16 or whatever, I don't know how long it was, finishes 8, went into the bridge and then went into the chorus. Like, <clears throat> I like, throughout this whole album, he has different type of melodies and bridges that he just puts together so effortlessly and that's why i like the album so much because i feel like he created that like he wrote that so if it comes out or i don't think it'll ever come out because i mean look at little tecca like i don't really think people people already don't respect him i mean if this comes out that people writing for him they're just gonna be like you look like that and you still not smart like let me let me Oh, why am I doing? Okay, <clears throat> I like the album, and I'm trying not to be. Uh, I'm not trying to be like the haters that don't listen to the album. Like I actually listen to an album, so I feel like I can crack jokes. But anyways, 
yeah let's get into uh my favorite track on the album called royal rumble and i'm gonna let this track run for a little bit not like for long because i don't want spotify to kick me off but basically i'm gonna play this little uh snippet and it's gonna be longer than the last song but this is my favorite track on the album and it's called royal rumble so like the whole way he was just riding the beat the whole time like just effortlessly like just i just like those type of flows like it, it don't feel forced at all all the melodies don't feel forced whenever he just uh whenever he's on a beat he feels like he embodies the beat push certain lines where certain parts of the beat dip and when the beat switches up he switches up the flow i always like rappers who I always like artists who switch who respect the beat and don't rap one way my whole thing about making music is you have to make the flow for the beat and you can't just treat a beat like it's just one consistent thump you know what i mean like the beat change if the beat changes and flows and different instruments come into play and the least you can do is just switch up your flow to respect the beat anyways that's my artist uh tangent <laughs> But uh, getting into Lil Tecca's Out of Love, it's probably, it's the last track on the, I don't know what that sound was. I don't know if y'all caught that. Anyways, the last track on the Lil Tecca's uh, Virgo World is Out of Love. He actually put this out with the Internet Money album, I believe. And the Internet Money Gang, I don't even know what that is, but like, I'm sold. Like, whoever's in that gang or Internet Money, like, I'm not no gang member, but that's definitely my type of label. Like, that album was fire. So, whoever owns that, I want to find out because that's crazy. But Lil Tech is a part of Internet Money. So, um, he put out Out of Love as a single. And I think they used it for the Internet Money album. And he, and it's actually it actually ended up on his debut album too. Which is crazy because that should have helped the sales out even more. So, if he didn't have this song and he didn't have the Lil Uzi song. I don't know. Is he looking at 20,000? 10 to 20? Nah. I don't even want to think about it. I like the album. That's all that matters. <laughs> so Out of Love was a single. I don't know if y'all heard this before, but I'm going to play it again. This is because this is one of my favorites on the album. Very last track. Very last track on Virgo World. So here we go. Right now. It's my love. It's your love. It's our love. And I be thinking the world is out of love. So love struck, it's f***ed up And she don't really care because Everybody want the same thing New chain, new car, and the same ring I just wanna make money with the same gang New glass, new frame, but the same lane Whole team cold, different, but the same pain Really, 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 I just wanna play in Jane 
different for the same thing. Committed to myself, so I can't change. She wanna pop it, lock it, drop it. I'm so hot, baby, stop it. Two new windows right around, cause I'm popping. She wanna come, mop it, showing no love. Toxic, baby, can't trust. Beyond, she want me to hit it. No boxing, that's the grip. Toss it, pop in the belly. To so as, you, so as you can tell, Lil Tecca definitely does not have trouble uh, coming up with melodies, and which is why I think he'll have some longevity in the game. Because when you're an artist that can create the vibe and create melodies like Lil Tecca can, and all, all type of varieties on different type of beats, like the song I played at the beginning of this podcast, that beat is like a, um, I forget the name for it, but it's a very popular beat that could just blow up. And it's something that uh, Sway Lee hops. On, uh, Sway Lee uses that beat a lot, not that exact beat, but kind of like that tempo and vibe. So if Lil Tecca can kind of like maybe put himself into the game as like a writer instead of like an artist, because to be honest, I don't think he has to look for an artist. Like I know people be like, "Oh, you looking at his face?" Like, nah, it's just you got to know how to market people. And Lil Tecca being market marketed as a as a rapper. That's a tough one right there. <laughs> That's a tough one. So, uh, yeah, that album was fire, in my opinion. Those are my three favorite tracks. Well, not three favorite. Those are just one of the three I wanted to play you. I like all these tracks on the album. Like, I didn't even play Chemistry. I like that song. Um, I like the song with Polo G and, and uh, Lil Durk, the Chicago Jay-Z, as he would like to call himself. Just blasphemous. But anyways, a lot of the songs on this album is really catchy in my opinion i mean if you listen to it you'll catch a melody either one of these songs is going to stand out to you it's going to be stuck in your head he's one of those artists that he's one of those artists that would get stuck in your head because the melodies like the reason why creating your own melodies is so important because that means you create the catchy hooks and when you can create catchy hooks like that like what he did with ransom even though it's not on his album, but when you can do that on a consistent basis, like I think he did with this album, even though it didn't get the same amount of love, I think he will still have longevity in the hip hop game. But we'll we'll have to wait to see if if that comes into actual effect. So yeah, that was about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in for the Notorious Mass Effect podcast, and uh, just to go back o- over what we did. Quarter the quarter the pod with Spider-Man Miles Morales PS5. We talked about that. Music, we talked about Kanye's crazy, well not crazy, his misunderstood Twitter rants. Gaming, we talked about PS5, just everything surrounding that. Then we in pop culture, I put my own bias in and, and put Lil Tekka in to talk about pop culture because he definitely not as a pop culture as you would think one would be being in the pop culture section but anyways uh don't be afraid to send me a voice message on anchor letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and keep and follow to keep up with my latest activities because i post a lot i post like a lot on my uh, other apps as well as this one but those two with like videos make sure to um share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect